Celtic are going to make another change. You're listening to The Substance on the Yellow Card Podcasting Network. Substance is hosted by Stephen Brandt and former Sounders fan of the year, Duffy Alverson, and brought to you in conjunction with Away Days Football, the makers of high-quality football-inspired clothing for the casual looking for something to wear to matches. Use code YELLOWCARD at checkout to get 15% off your entire order at awaydaysfootball.com. And now, here's the guys. So this is going to be another one of those pods where Duffy's in a car and I'm sitting in the freezing cold upstate New York like usual. So, I mean, we'll, we'll, we'll go with that. We'll go with that. Anyway, we're coming up on MLS season, so you're going to hear a little bit more MLS stuff. I, I'll try to do – I'll try to painfully do some sounder stuff so we don't, we don't wow. put Duffy in a corner. I don't mind. I can be in the corner. <laughs> Won't be the first time. Nope. But anyway, so there's one. There's a. You know how we we do this on a show. I'll go and randomly find people online that are talking about or have a supporters group and see if I can have them on. And I, I have thought for a while, why isn't there a Saint Antian supporters group? And I had it looked. And then I found this guy's site. I'm like, oh, he's coming on because we don't we don't talk enough about league on. I mean, obviously I can go get Ed from PSG Talk. There's the um, Leon Pod, Leon Leon site. But I'm thinking there is not much on Saint Etienne out there, and they were always a big club before mm-hmm. before the '80s ish. I wrote. I wrote something for some site, and I don't know where I put that St. Entian thing. But anyway, we'll go with that. Um, I found Chris online, and come to find out, he's also an MLS fan, too. How are you doing, man? Hey, Chris. Uh, Is Chris there? Hey, Chris. Hey, you guys hear me all right? There we go. Ah, there you are. Yeah, there we go. <laughs> nice. So, gl- glad to have you on. Unfortunately, you're, I, I was looking through your, st- I was looking through all your stuff you follow and all of that. I'm like, wait a minute. He's an MLS fan. He's an Arsenal fan because you're down in Texas, so pretty much everybody down there is an Arsenal fan. I, I've come to figure out, but you're a Saint Etienne fan. Oh, yeah, I'm a I'm a Saint Etienne fan point. first. Oh? <laughs> yeah, so uh, so that uh, Saint Etienne has been been my club since uh, yeah my my first memories of the game actually uh, my um, wow yeah so my my great grandparents said uh, come over from France uh, from the guard department. Uh, the Ardesh area, not too far from Sanity. And, and uh, so grew up in a uh, French family and 
my grandmother used to uh, read papers that uh, cousins and stuff sent from France. And that was back during the time when we were uh, ending our run of being, you know, the club in France and one of the premier clubs uh, kind of in Europe there at the, in the 70, late 70s, early 80s. And so, you know, I grew up, you know, four years old hearing my grandmother read the sports pages about, uh, you know, Rousseau and, and Platini at that time. And I was hooked. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I don't, I don't blame you there. That's just, that's the golden age with Platini and uh, cool. Yeah, so that that uh, yeah, that started. Ne- in... uh, yeah, oh, my, uh, I think my uh, Saint-Étienne recollection would have been when uh, when Bocanegra went there. You know, late for me. You know, because because <laughs> I remember when he went. To uh, Saint Etienne. Yeah, he uh, back in the day. He was. So. Yeah, that's that's actually probably one of the with uh, fans in the U.S. They they either know us from when Bocanegra went there and, and played for us uh, for a brief period of time, or know that uh, when Aubameyang was with us before going to Dortmund, or now with uh, Saliba and the whole. Um, transfer issues of last summer when, you know, is he going to go to Arsenal? Is he going to go to Tottenham? You know, Manchester United was supposedly in on that. And so, you know, that's basically the small window that most fans here in the U.S. Uh, know us from. Mm-hmm. I'd be one of those fans, so. <laughs> exactly. But, you know, I, yeah. I was looking up on I was looking up online, Chris, as I was working today because I'm fortunate I get to work in front of a computer, so I can I can do most of my pre-match stuff. Is that you guys are towards the bottom? Which I didn't think that would happen this year because everything what I heard earlier in the season is that St. Etienne's was going to be halfway decent. Well, the expectation come this season was I mean we finished fourth last year, uh, qualified for Europa League. Uh, everything was pointing towards us being, you know, fighting, fighting for, you know, one, you know, possibly a podium finish, maybe finally getting back into, you know, Champions League for the first time since 81. And it just is all kind of, you know, unraveled uh, and, and went south for, for various reasons. But um, yeah, coming into the season, uh, you know, middle of the summer, we were returning basically everyone that had uh, played a key role in that fourth-place finish last year and, and had some youngsters that were expected to take another step and uh, just uh, hasn't uh, gone our way. Mm-hmm. So what has been the problem this year? I mean, I mean, I know. Granted, it's only just into February. You could salvage a season, but there's there's some junk in there. And I, and, I mean, you, nobody, you're not going to get PSG because they're just trying to clock the league, basically. Yeah. So it, you know, there's really there's a couple of of reasons, and then you could you could dive deep in, into several of them. Um, you know, Gassette had been the the coach for you know last couple seasons, and he had he had pulled us up from when we were fighting re- uh, relegation in you know December 
couple seasons back and, and we were just, uh, we were a dumpster fire and he came in uh, like December goes out in January, gets players like in Villa Dubuche and uh, you know, is able to get the team back up the table, get them to safety. And then, you know, we follow that up with, with just some really, really good runs. And, and of course, you know, him being in his, you know, I think he was 64, last year and he there was rumors of him in in management maybe not seeing eye to eye on a few things uh and he announced last spring that you know uh that would be it he would be retiring at the end of the season so losing him and i think the command of the room that he had was issue number one players played for him he had that ability to you know get through to him um and effort was rarely an issue uh, under him. And he just, he just had a, a way of bringing the, the team together. And uh, they, they went with uh, Printon, his, his uh, chief assistant as his replacement based upon his recommendation, but also in Villa had come out and said, Printon's not the manager, you know, basically I don't want to be here. And there, you know, Printon had a lot of player support. And while, I think Pratan is a, a very uh, – he's a good guy. He really is. You know, a lot of people like him. So like I don't think, though, he had the command of the room that he needed. He had more of the personality of the, hey, people, you know, I'm your friend. You know, I'm not – you know, kind of like if you're a parent, you can't all really be that friend to your kids – and still hold them accountable. Yeah, well, I know that. Right? You, you have to – and I think that's probably the best way I could describe Pratant. So I think that started some of the issues. And then to compound that, there was some injuries through the, through the summer. Uh, you know, even though we sold Saliba to Arsenal, he was loaned back, the, you know, for the, for the year that was part of the deal. Um, and we were going to count on him – you know, quite a bit on the back line. He was out with injury during the summer. Uh, Perum, our center back and, and captain for the last, oh my gosh, you know, 16 years, had, you know, he was coming back off of an, an injury. And the the third defender that, you know, the second half of last season, Colo, those three had, those three had played together a majority of games and just – shut things down and Cole mm-hmm. was on loan to us from uh from Mexico and we knew we were going to bring him back and we were going to actually complete the purchase but that drug on into basically the beginning of the season Perrin didn't get to really take part in any of the you know summer preseason Saliba did not and so you know we had Harold Makuti who had come in on free transfer and um, uh, Fofana, who's one of our young, you know, center backs, who's only 18, got a lot of the preseason games. And so instead of being able to go with what was going to be the back line that was going to carry us, uh, that back line didn't get a play together for the first time until like early October against Lyon. And that's always been the backbone of our success is defensively, hold things tight, transition well, 
you know, from there to, to counter an attack. And uh, that just, that wasn't there uh, to start the season. And then the third, and we're, we've been seeing this uh, quite a bit um, is, you know, our struggle in the attack. And while we've had a couple injuries recently, uh, with Cosri being out, Hamoma, um, our one really good signing from the from the summer, uh, Dennis Buanga, who's done very well. I think he's at eight goals now. Um, you know, speedster. You get him the ball in space, he's great. But he's really our only threat. And you know, back in the summer. You know, our key component to our whole offense last season was Remy Cabela. And an offer came in from Russia at the end of July for him to be able to go play Champions League ball, get that last big payday, you know, for a player, you know, around the age of 30. And couldn't blame him for taking it. Couldn't blame the club for accepting a a very good fee for him. But we lost Uh that creative influence at the top of the midfield it could break down the defense. His vision, his passing, his ability on the ball to beat somebody and, and then also, you know, a threat to score. He just really unlocked defenses and he made all the offensive options around him much better. So to me, those are the three reasons why our season has been just uh, on a downhill. Mm. Yeah. Are they still in the, uh, the Europa League or is it, uh, are they out? They got eliminated. Um, we had a grouping that we, you know, could have. Um, we had a decent chance uh, to advance, but, uh, you know, Wolfsburg was always thought to be, you know, rightfully so, the class of, of our grouping. Uh, but, you know, the uh, we had a team from Ukraine that, if I even attempt to pronounce it, I'll probably offend uh, a lot of people. And um, I think it was uh, K.A. Gent from, from the, uh, I think it's the Belgium League. And those yeah. were very winnable games. And I think we ended up with, you know, a couple of tie, uh, draws. And especially I think we had two draws against the Ukrainian team, when, you know, ones we really should have won. Um, and just, you know, the, the, poor, the poor play that we've seen in Ligue 1. Um, you know, saw us saw us out without making the group yeah. stages. I mean, excuse me, without getting out of the group stages. Oh, fair enough. You're not in danger of going down to League Two, though. I haven't looked at the standings, so like I, normally <laughs> I have my my computer in front of me, but I'm driving, so I'm uh, I'm not able well, this time. So right now we are not uh, where we want to be exactly. after. Um, uh, well, just an awful showing at uh, uh, over the weekend. We are sitting in 16th, and mm. so basically, you know, we're we're just a, a point up on 17, yeah. and we're only two points up over over the 18th place team. Which, of course, does you know the way Lagoon is, they, you've got the kind of we'll call it the little playoff uh, game between the 18th team and. Um, some teams from League Two have to play each other right. for the right to to play at. So, um, yeah, we're we're far from safety, but yeah. with the way this season has gone, um, you know, honestly, we're we're really we're only you know six seven points out from being in the top ten. So, 
it, there's there's a bunching kind of in the middle, and uh, yeah. so there's plenty of opportunity for us to climb up. We just have to get our act together. Yeah, fair enough. That sounds like I, a championship. <laughs> I, I see, Chris, when I was looking at the um, table, that the third place team is Renz? Yeah. Do they still have that yeah. kid that's supposed to be amazing? Like they have, I can't pronounce his last name, but he's supposed to be like the next real good midfielder France has. Yeah, I um, I know exactly what you're talking about, and I honestly, I'm I'm, I'm like you, I, I can't pronounce half these names if I, yeah. you know, haven't got to to hear it pronounced a couple times, or at least it doesn't stick. And and yeah, he's he's like what he's like seventeen you know, years old or, or 18 years old and, and supposedly, you know, of course, Barcelona, Madrid, you know, everyone has, has drooled over, over him, but um, they've, they've honestly, they've done a, a really good job of uh, playing with structure and, um, you know, playing as a team. And and that's honestly, you know, if, if you've gotten a chance to watch uh, Marseille play this year, uh, that's to me the biggest difference between them this year and and last year because they basically have mostly the same players. They did add a, a couple, but they're they're playing with so much more structure, much harder to break down. Uh, everyone's in the positions they need to be. I mean, they're working as a team, and and Ren is is doing the the same thing. Um, when I've watched him play, which has only been a you know, a couple times uh, this season, but yeah, they're they're having a good run as well. Oh. Yeah, that's what it that's what it seems like. And I mean, I, I remember I don't know if Patrick Vieira is still there at Nice, but the, it seems like the, mm-hmm. despite the fervor you'll get among popular media here in the states, and I don't really rate ESPN in anything that there is a lot to think about League on is I mean obviously PSG is fun. Leon is always up there with it. Monaco's a train wreck every so often. But there seems to be a lot of real interesting players and clubs that are around that you know, if America actually got interested to watch them, it would be it would be fun. Uh definitely agree. I mean part of the part of the issue is that you've got you know, uh, in the U.S., you know, being sports USA is U.S. got the the rights, and not very many people have it. I think you know, Dish Network like the only place yeah. that's carrying it or anymore, and and you may be able to get it on, you know, something else. But when they do show games, you know, eighty ninety percent of the time it's the PSG game. Uh, you'll get a Lyon or yeah. Marseille game in there and, and stuff, but it, it just doesn't get to enough households. Or at least, you know, like the Bundesliga being on, on Fox Sports, you know, FS1, FS2 and stuff, and they, they you know, you want to watch a Bundesliga game, you may not get to watch it live on FS, but they replay those a lot through the week. Yeah. You know, and even, even you, you know, on... Yeah, and and you know they I think they do a good job of presentation on stuff, and I believe that, uh, and I could be wrong on this. Uh, the Ligue 1 has their rights. I think ESPN Plus 
has them in some Central American countries, maybe Mexico, in some South American countries. I um, I want to say I saw somewhere is it is it DAZN the 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 network that you know does like some of the boxing, you know, and stuff like that. They've I think they've got them in Brazil um, and stuff. So there's wow. there's some other places that have them, but of course I'm unsure on on their coverage with it. But you know, if ESPN Plus picked them up or Fox Sports and I mean who knows with with Uber Eats being the taking over as the league sponsor next year, you know, maybe maybe that'll push for a little bit more uh coverage here in the US. Yeah. Exactly. Wow. Especially, I did not especially know that. when you have a player not... Oh, go go ahead, Duffy. I'm shocked. I didn't know that Uber Eats is actually gonna be the league sponsor. That that yeah. that'd be interesting. Uh the the jokes the jokes that you know were all over social media after after that came out um, you know were yeah they there there was some good ones yeah but money talks man money talks so you know, <laughs> yes it does yeah, yeah I used to I mean I used to be able to watch because I had BN Sport but when I moved and I I don't have it on my cable package and. I did for a brief time. I think it's gone. They got in a match, a fight with Xfinity, so it's gone. So I didn't. And then I had the Spanish language. So, but even that, that was just. Yeah. So it's not easy to find in the U.S. at the moment. So, you know, unless you like stream it or get illegal streams or or the Champions League or the Europa League, that's probably your best bet now to get league on on TV, at least for the moment. I'm, I'd love to see ESPN Plus get it. You know, just so they're family of leagues. I mean, they have so many leagues, you know, that you can watch. I love, I mean, that's the best five bucks a month I ever spent. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I, I spend that $5 a month as well. Oh, yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, exactly. That, that's, that's, what's, that's what's interesting, especially with, well, I don't know if Timothy Way is ever going to become anything because he keeps getting injured. But America should have more more of it, especially with how deep writing is. And I know, Chris, you you have your own for St. Etienne, is that there are people that want to dig in deep to this. You've got a lot of real good history when it comes to the comes to the league. Well yeah, there's I mean I think probably one of the one of the draws it would be for the American audience was that is that you'd take a look at the Premier League, you know, and, and the the teams uh, there and the, the teams in La Liga, and, and you look at how many players, you know, cut their teeth in in Ligue 1. The amount of amount of players that are transferred from Ligue 1 to the major, uh, you know, teams across Europe and play an integral part. You know, is is amazing. You can you can you can go down the list. You know, and each major team has, you know, someone who who you know starred in Lagoon, and uh, you know, I mean, just you know, Conte, Bahrain, um, you know, Martial, uh, Hazard, you know, was playing at Lille at what sixteen. Yeah, um, I mean, you, you just you get. There's so many 
excellent young players, and and they they end up you know feeding the the other major uh, leagues as far as as their uh, their player content and. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Well, and and France's ability, you know, youth program just for you know French players is is second to none. So I mean, they they already have a great pipeline of fresh talent in the entire you know in the in the country. So it only makes sense that they would you know that that there's you know Mbappe and just you know slew of other super talented French youngsters that are in, in league on. So it makes sense that they, they do have a huge, you know, sell on into the other leagues of Europe. It'd be nice if they could stay in France for a while, but that's just not usually how it works. Yeah. The, the clubs, the clubs in France outside of PSG and, and Monaco and, you know, maybe Marseille and Lyon don't have the financial strength to hold on to them. And part of that, part of that is the television rights. You know, I mean, you take a look at the money that, the Premier League gets or La Liga gets from from their television rights, and um, you know it. There, you know, there's other financial considerations, you know, there as well. But you know, the 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 budget of these teams, you know, and how much they're able to yeah. pay players, uh, just it it can't compete. And uh, you know, so you see, they have these players who potentially can be great, you know, when they're when they're young. And you know what? You know Arsenal paid thirty million for Saliba. Um, you know uh-huh. he's eighteen, and you know the the kid's got the goods to be to be great. He he really does. Um, you know he's he's got every attribute you want for center back. But right, you know the chances of us hanging on to him past the age of twenty were you know very very slim. And then you end up selling those youngsters off, and then. You know, when they do come back, if they come back, it's, hey, they're 33 now, you know, and, you know, what Koscielny yeah. came back from Arsenal to Bordeaux this, this year, you know, returned to France. I think he had started uh, Lorient, I think, is where he was at before Arsenal. So it's, it's you know, we, we miss them during that their, their prime for the most part. Yeah. Yeah, I get it. So obviously – so obviously, Chris, you're an Arsenal ahead, fan too. So that's got to be kind of weird following another team that is taking your talent from the team you follow, and it mostly be run by French, former French players and former French coaches. Yeah, yeah. It's, I don't think it's weird. I think that's probably what drew me to Arsenal. Um, even though I, I, be you know. You know, Arsene Winger, uh, Thierry Henry, of course, that's what made me, you know, really latch on to Arsenal as my second team to root for. I was sort of rooting for him a little bit before that in the Ian Wright days. Um, but, yeah, when, when Winger came along and Henry and you, know, you had, you know, Perez and and Anelka and, and all those Emmanuel guys. Emmanuel you know, Petit. Oh, Petit was, yeah. Petit was excellent. But uh, it, you know that that kind of yeah. it's it's kind of weird, but it's it's uh, it's funny because you know last year when last summer when all that was going around about Saliba is like, oh no, he cannot go to Tottenham. 
<laughs> right? <laughs> you know, hell no. <laughs> and then it's, you know, Manchester United being supposedly in there and stuff like that. It's like, okay, if he doesn't go to Arsenal, he can't go to anyone else in the Premier League as far as I'm concerned. So I don't mind them, you know, taking taking him off our hands. And, and I thought we got fair value uh, for him and probably a good thing that the deal was done last summer because he came off the injury um, this year, played a little bit, and then, then broke his foot and then was out, you know, another two months. So we haven't seen him take that leap that was expected, but it was it's mainly been due to injury and, and uh, not, you know, being on the field. Uh, but there's, there's still things you see in him that, that you're like, yeah, an 18-year-old doesn't normal 18-year-olds, even professional 18-year-olds don't normally make those type of plays or look that calm under pressure, you know, uh, and, and stuff. So, so he'll look, he'll look good in, in, uh, North London red, but, uh, cool. Yeah, exactly. He'll make it, make it easier. So, I mean, obviously this has not been a fun year for Arsenal fans. You you get more. How do you feel about Stan Kroenke? <laughs> oh, there's there's this is a family show, right? So I got to choose my words carefully. I don't care. So. I don't care for how he runs how he runs the club. Uh, you know, honestly, I I, I uh, yeah, that's I I sure I feel the same way that most Arsenal fans do I I think he's he's there to get his money out of the club and I don't think he I don't I honestly don't think he takes ownership of the club he, he definitely shows I don't think he cares as much as long as he's he's getting his cut now I do think that them uh I think Arteta is going to do fabulous if given time um he Mm -hmm. seems to be someone who actually coaches players um you know gives them direction and and structure uh you know i always i always thought yeah emory was a weird choice to follow winger but in hindsight it may have been a a good thing because whoever followed winger was not going to be successful unless they got him in the champions league was challenging for the league, which with that roster was not happening. And so you kind of needed someone who could be maybe a caretaker for a short time and be the fall guy. And yeah, you know, Emory was, Emory was that. Yeah. You don't want to be the guy that follows the legend. You want to be the guy that follows the legend that follows after the, you know, the second guy after the legend. You don't want to be the next in line. You want to be the guy that replaces the guy that replaced the legend because that guy is always going to be the sacrificial lamb. Yeah, and unless, uh, of course, but, you know, Manchester United's the exception. It's the they're on the what the guy that followed the guy that followed the guy that followed the guy that followed Ferguson. <laughs> so, yeah. you know, it's yeah. it's it's hard. You have that much success over yeah. that much time. Anyone trying to step into those shoes, you know. That's it's a it's a difficult thing. But it, it's it's yeah, all good. I, still, I mean, it's I understand. Good. It's all good, Chris, to see Manchester United fall apart 
and do a lead. <laughs> it's, uh, it's all good. It's all good with society. We we want to see them go down because for oh, most of our lives right here in the, the world. Yeah, it, it makes it all right. It yeah. does make it all right. I would just like to have seen it maybe happen. You know, fifteen years earlier, we may have gotten another league <laughs> title or two. Uh, yeah. Or at least Arsenal would have. Yeah. I do think it was a mistake. I understand the, the financial aspect of moving to the Emirates Stadium, but for me, I don't think Arsenal should have ever left Highbury because, you know, that they haven't created – they created magic at Highbury. That's where the Invincibles came out of, and they haven't done anything except probably make money. I mean, I, and I understand money is important. You know, it, it drives the bus, but – you know, I just don't think it's the same, you know, that they left Highbury. You know, look at, I mean, because I'm sure, you know, that neighborhood was all Arsenal. You know, I don't know what it's like there now. You know, I I, I was in London last year, but I was never, nowhere near that part of London. Uh, I was more at the, near Shepherd's Bush in that area, you know. A couple of miles from Shepherd's Bush, I was in Cleveland Square, so. But, yeah, I think they should have stayed at Highbury. I mean, I get why they moved, just because the financial uh, rewards. But, you know, on the field, it hasn't translated, I don't think. Yeah. No, it definitely hasn't translated. Now, but it's been fun. now obviously, we see I, – I also see in your notes to me that you are an MLS fan. So, being down in Texas, do you have – are you – Unfortunately, a Houston fan. Oh, I'm definitely not a fan of that team from the armpit of Texas. Um, I'm I'm up in the <laughs> Dallas area, and uh, I actually, um, you know, live, you know, very close to to the FC Dallas Stadium. We usually try and take in a couple games a year, um, and uh, you know, hopefully they will. Uh, make good on all the potential that their academy has, uh, uh-huh. you know, produced or or you know gotten uh, props for um, over the years, uh, you know. But uh, you know, it's a much tougher league than people give credit for. Uh, but you know, there's there's certain like I'm I'm actually kind of looking forward. Um, besides FC Dallas, I do. I do pay attention to, to several teams, and a lot of times it's because of, of players, um, different players you like watching or the different style. Um, yeah. You know, LAFC and the style they were playing, you know, last year was, was great to watch. Uh, Atlanta United, um, you know, the way they were playing two years ago, uh, you know, anytime they were on, I'd watch just because the, the style of play was, you know, it was – it was exciting. Um, it was, you know, it was, it was a good game to watch. And, and I also like seeing how some of these players translate here. I mean, we'll see how things go down in Miami, you know, with the players they brought in. But, um, you know, Chicago Fire in January uh, bought Robert Barrick, uh, one of our strikers from San Etienne. And um, mm-hmm. he's – I'm going to definitely be watching – you know, fire games. I, you know, Barrick was, uh, he's, he was a fan favorite for, for many. Um, and, you know, he just, he seemed to be able to come up with, 
some big goals at times for us. And, you know, the game against Lyon in October, he had the 90-minute, 90th minute winner. Um, you know, doing what he does best, finding space and getting his head on the ball. Uh, and I think uh, he'll, he'll play well in this league. His skill set will play well. And as a designated player for Chicago, I, you know, hope uh, – Hope he does well because if he if he does uh-huh. maybe you know that will shine a little more light on on you know Lever and and uh, what we do over in France. Yeah. No, I think Dallas yeah. will be good. I mean, the playoff game we had against them last year that game was insane. Uh, I was having a nervous breakdown during that game. So uh, <laughs> just as soon as my kid goes, hey, this game's going really well. I think we're actually looking pretty good. Then, bam, the tra- the wheels came off, and it was just an insanely wild game. It was fun to watch. Uh, I do think uh, Jesse Gonzalez he's a needs needs to calm down because uh, he had done some stuff in that game. Like, what are you doing? You know, you come running out to confront. He was like he'd stay on the field, I thought, when he came running out to confront the ref at, at the halfway line. They don't blow the play dead, and they got an empty net to shoot in. So, uh, <laughs> Yeah, but you, you like seeing fire in your players. But, so. Yeah, mm-hmm. it it um. He it definitely be, got that. But. Yeah, it should be a it should be a good year. Uh, you know, the LA teams are probably you know in the Western Conference the teams to beat. Um, and uh, I might be on that. So. Well, well, you know, I can I can understand where some some fans of of some other teams think that they. You know, and reasonably uh, should be in the mix. Yeah. Uh, the one thing we've learned from MLS is the favorites don't always, you know, pan out. Uh, uh, it's, you got uh, that right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Other, otherwise, otherwise, Dallas would should would have an MLS Cup or at least an appearance in one. So. Well, another one. They. they... They had the one, the most unlikely uh, MLS Cup winner ever when Dallas lost to Colorado. I still don't know how that happened. Back when David Pereira was at the height of his powers. And, oh, yeah. Uh, I still don't know how they lost that game because that team was, was fun to watch. Uh, but, yeah. you know, I think his, that might have been the last is... neutral side game, too. It, it may, yeah. pretty good. I, I, I think, I think it was, good. yeah. His son – his son uh, continues to grow and impress, but you would, you would expect that from, you know, the bloodlines. Um, but uh, we were actually yeah. we were at the game when he scored his first um, MLS goal uh, a couple seasons back, and, and uh, the fans, you know, gave him um, a really good, uh, you know, uh, yeah. ovation for that. You know, they they knew they understood what they saw. So that that's that's always that's always yeah. good. Yeah, and I I don't know about L.A. this year. They sold their best defender, and the game I watched yesterday, their defense in the game against Lyon was not good. I mean, you lose that game one nothing, great, mission accomplished. You come back home, you come to, back to Bank of California Stadium, one nothing down, you're probably in good shape. You Better than a puncher's chance to go through, but now two nothing, where they got to win three nothing. I just I don't see that happening against Leon, but uh, yeah. I don't know. So and that was their that was their Achilles heel last year because when they played us in the playoffs, uh, I'm, I'm Sounders season ticket holder. If you hadn't noticed, uh, 
you know, their defense was was horrible. I mean, we, you know, we had we created three. We created three really good chances and bams, we won three and one. You know, and yeah, so yeah, it's it's yeah. uh, I mean, they're, they're gotta, good, have, gotta have balance. They're gonna miss everybody. I think they're going to miss uh, Zimmerman. So, yeah. Oh, the yeah. Was da- Dallas missed uh, Zimmerman as well. I we we liked Zimmerman. I hear another you know fiery guy, effort guy, and uh, mm-hmm. was um when when he went out to L.A. from from here, I remember going ah oh, you know like Hedges and all, but Zimmerman yeah. was a great partner for Hedges and yeah yeah. Chad Marshall can make any defender, any partner he had, he can make them look like all, all leagues. He was that good. He he was the best defender this league's ever seen, in my opinion. And he made everybody around him good. He made he look good. He made Roman look good. He made our, you know, whoever he was with look good. And we really struggled without him. So we figured it out by the end of the year. But, uh, yeah, he um, he was a big loss when he had to retire because of his knee. So I'm interested yeah. to see how our back line is yeah. this year because we got, you know, we got the new guy. We'll see how he works. So Andrade or whatever he pronounces, uh, whatever name of the four names he has, <laughs> they, he uses. Let's we'll figure that out before uh, well, tomorrow. Yeah, just just go by just go by the initials. It'd probably be easier. Yeah. So, but we'll yeah. see. Tomorrow's a big. That's our. We kick off tomorrow. So. And could, oh, hopefully yeah. this is a year MLS does well in the Champions League. I don't know if Atlanta won yesterday. I I, I heard I saw all the games, but I missed that one. I knew they were tied against Montagua, but I I didn't uh, catch the final score. I was watching the LA game and they lost two nothing. So. Which was kind of surprising. I didn't think they played badly. They just, you know, they had a couple of bad moments, and bam, they're down two nothing. So, you know, yeah, that's those league MX teams. You, uh, you gotta, you gotta uh, take advantage of of your opportunities because they they can pounce on your mistakes and they can turn a losing game into a winning game just like that. So, oh yeah, yeah, they've got they've they're great in transition. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Well, you know, Chris, this has been fun. It's always good to find out about say, another club. Now, what is it like for to be a Singletian fan here? Do you guys have do you have more than just you out here? Um, we do. Uh, we're kind of spread out. So I, uh, I was very fortunate. So last summer, uh. EA Sports put on the league league uh, tourney in, in Washington D.C. Um, San Etienne, uh, Marseille, Montpellier, and Bordeaux came over and played kind of a little round robin tourney. Um, we played Montpellier to open up, and and that was a Thursday night, and then Marseille played Bordeaux right after us, and and the winners played the championship game on Sunday while the losers played like a third place game right before it. And then Marseille stuck around to play DC United. They had a DC United's uh, uh, park, which is, is fabulous. It's a great place to watch a game. And I was fortunate enough to 
go out for it. My brother lives in Washington, D.C., and so that made it nice and easy. I only really had to pay for, you know, flight and tickets to the game. Uh, but it, I was I was real fortunate because, uh, you know, when you're a Sanadian fan on social media um, and you can kind of do the search, you know, for, I guess uh, for location of fans, not too many come up from the U.S. And uh, Ligoon actually contacted me. Uh, oh, nice about a month, I... month and a half before the game and asked if I was going. And it was, it was part of their like media group, uh, their social media group. And I said, yeah, I'm taking my son, um, I, I was taking my 12 year old son out and, you know, we were going to catch, you know, at least uh, one set of the games. And so I continued to talk back and forth with them and, and um, the, the, <laughs> the translation from French to English and the emails being sent, I thought that, Hey, they were maybe wanting me to, you know, with my, uh, my blog to cover San Edian a little bit. Mm-hmm. And that maybe I was, you know, going to get some access and I'm yeah. thinking, Oh, they'll probably have an open practice or something. And they ended up, uh, you know, contacting me and, and saying, Hey, you know, would junior son like to get a chance to meet the team? Stuff, you know that would be you know great you know and so yeah. they they had me uh they're like okay we'll be at the team hotel at this time the day of the the first set of games you know around lunchtime and so we get there and they'd ask all these questions you know what players on the roster do you and your son like you know that kind of stuff and I mentioned well you know my son liked Remy Cabela just because of you know his skill and stuff and anyone saw him and we played in Newcastle, you know, and he was on the France World Cup team in, in excuse me, 2014, 94, good Lord. That'd be a nice long career. Um, but uh, so we get there, and they have their, like, social media people there and media people there, and Cabela comes out with a jersey for my son. Oh, nice. And wow, cool. signs it and, you know, everything, kind of did the whole photo thing, and he filmed it, and – um then they throw us in this uh, hotel van and take us, and they we go by this other hotel, and we pick up four fans that came over from France that won some, like, competition to come over to see the games. And they gave us all jerseys, and they take us around D.C. and are taking pictures of us in front of, you know, the, the Capitol building, the White House, the Washington Monument, you know, and putting this all over their social media and, and um, you know, a lot of stuff you, – Anyone who follows me on Twitter, you know, saw this stuff, you know, back last July. And then we get back to the hotel, and they're like, are you going to tonight's game? And I'm like, well, I bought the tickets for Sunday's game. This was Thursday. And they're like, well, no, you're going. Here's – you guys are going to stay in the um, – you're going to sit in the uh, club suite. So we're, we get to go and watch the game from, from field level. And, you know, Luke Perron, the the captain, he's injured. He's not playing. He's in the suite with us. You know, some, some of the other players, William Saliba, is sitting there right next to us. And so we're sitting there getting to watch the games, eat food, you know, with them and, and that kind of stuff. And then they had us come back on Saturday, and we were with a group of um, fans from around the U.S. And uh, most of them had been, you know, there's there's a group of about 10 of us. All right. And, um, 
the other guys and, and, and their spouses and the stuff that, that, that they invited. Um, Blum had been born in France, came over to the States. Uh, one, I think he had moved over to France when he was in his teenage years, came over. And then they, we all got to have lunch with the team on Saturday. And then they had us all come and set in the team suite for the Sunday night championship game against uh, Marseille. So uh, there was, um, you know, uh, six of us guys, and, and we started. Um, just it's we are Saint Etienne. It's uh, it's you know the first Sadian fan club in the U.S. Um, and so on the on my blog, and I put something about. It, and we've gotten, you know, people who have uh, signed in on it and, and stuff, and you know, not a huge amount. Uh, I think total amount of people that we know that I know of um, from my site and stuff like that. We're probably in that 12 to 15 people range, but you know, you got with a, a club that doesn't get the attention, uh, you got to start somewhere and, and go from there. Mm-hmm. But um, it, uh, it was, it was a great experience getting to, to hang out with those guys um, and uh, you know, talk about the club. Um, and just talk about the game in general uh, with them, and and we stay in contact. You know, we uh, we have uh, you know uh, uh, an app that we you know we're always messaging each other through, especially on game day. And of course, um, you know, we've uh, been sharing each other's misery uh, for the most part this season. And stuff, but it, it was just—it was really great experience to to get to hang out with those guys. Um, you know, uh, you know, we had one you know from Philadelphia, a couple from around New York, one from Charlotte, one from uh, you know uh, I think uh, around Detroit. You know, myself in Texas, and and after that, you know, people have hit me up on social media, and you know, uh, there's a there's a fan that actually found out lives you know just 25 miles from me, and we're we've been talking about. Uh, meeting up to watch a game sometime. Nice. Um, which will have to be when, like, we play PSG because that's, like, the only time we'll be carried at any of the uh, soccer bars around here. But, mm. you know, one other thing about that was really, really cool about um, going to the league games there in, uh, in D.C. was Arsenal was playing Real Madrid in D.C. a few days after. And so we're at the game, um, the Sunday night game against Marseille, and Aubameyang got there, and he comes walking into the uh, into the club suite, uh, accompanied by Maitland Niles and Lacazette. Mm. So I've got, <laughs> I go there and I get to watch Sandy and play live for the first time in my life. You watch two games, and then I get set there watching another game and there's Aubameyang, there's Lacazette and Maitland Niles. They're, you know, getting food, talking with everybody and that kind of stuff, watching, watching the game against Marseille. And, and then, you know, uh, the way they got the suite set up, there's, you know, uh, kind of like a, a box and <clears throat> next to us had been the Montpellier box, but on the other side of that, you know, just 20, 25 feet away is the Marseille box. And, uh, Basil Bali, who had scored uh, for Marseille when they won the Champions League, the one nothing game against AC Milan. There he is, mm-hmm. saying the box. So it, it was it was really cool because some of these you know players you know 
you've watched uh, currently and, and watched years ago and, and stuff are, are there, you know, you're, you get to meet them, you know, um, you know, talk with them for a minute or two and, you know, all of them, all uh-huh. of them are great. It was just an awesome experience. Yeah, for I'm jealous. <laughs> that does sound awesome. <laughs> well, here's one thing. I, I do work with a, a guy that uh, he's a huge Tottenham fan. And so I, I text him this, this picture of, of myself and all the Yang stuff, and he texts me back about 45 minutes later. He goes, that's really cool. He goes, but I showed it. He goes, I showed it to my daughter, and his daughter's like nine or ten. And uh, goes, yeah, you see what you know. But Chris is, you know, he's getting the. He got to meet you, know, Abba May Yang and stuff like that. There's, you know, nine, ten year old girl. She she disses on us and is like, yeah, it would have been cool if he was a Tottenham player. And turns oh. out he walked out of the room. <laughs> I was like, ouch. Oh, I was like, funny. I told him, I was like, man, what you're teaching your kids. <laughs> <laughs> that's because that's going to be a good. That, she's going to be a good player or a supporter down the road. That's oh yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> yeah. If, if 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 it hadn't been so cutting, I'd I'd probably you know, you know, give her a fist bump on it. But man, that's yeah, that was cold. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, so Chris, how do you pronounce the name oh, of your blog? I'm looking at it going. I'm going to butcher it. Oh, how do I pronounce the what? I'm sorry. The name of your blog. Oh, so my blog is uh, Le Vert American. Um, the, uh, a lot of people like to say vert. It's ver. Yeah. The T is silent. Um, but, yeah, for anyone that's wanting to check it out, um, LeVertAmerican.com. It's, you know, L-E-S-V-E-R-T American.com. Um, you know, we've got a Twitter account for it. Uh, just, you know, LeVere American. And if uh, they want to follow me, uh, my Twitter handle is at Ardesh Football, um, A-R-D-C-H-E Football. Uh, it's kind of take on, you know, where my family is from in France, that region. And, uh, uh-huh. yeah. Okay, well, Chris, this has been cool. fun. Yeah. Hopefully we'll talk later in this Later this year, when St. Etienne's actually better, you guys have stayed up. You've beaten PSG. Yeah. You've made that Brazilian fall apart for just breathing on him. So, <laughs> I don't well, have I a good I appreciate point. you guys having me on. No, no yeah. problem. I'll send you off in a good mood. Leipzig beat Tottenham, so I just saw that. Yeah. Leipzig beat Tottenham, so that'll, that'll help you. Up the mood, I would yeah, imagine. Yeah, well, you know, put, puts me in a decent mood when teams like that, you know, lose and, and, and stuff. And, you know, I really I don't have as much of a beef with Tottenham as I do with, like, Lyon and, uh, you know, yeah, teams enough. like that. But but you're right, it does put me in a better mood. But, you know, thanks, you guys, for having me on. I appreciate <laughs> it. I uh, enjoyed, oh, enjoyed talking with you guys. And, um, you know, we'll, we'll hook up in the future. And uh, hopefully I didn't uh, cost you too many listeners tonight. <laughs> oh no! Trust me, there's been far worse. I've been on for eight years. <laughs> nothing's gonna, nothing is gonna cancel us at this point. Anyway, well, nah. well nice talking I to you, Chris. Ourselves at that point. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And Duffy, I'll talk to you next week. Excellent. Okay. Thanks, guys. Bye. Oh, thank you. <laughs>